With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The Zone, an iHeart radio station. Southwest Florida, welcome to the Larry Timko Show on 1070 The Zone, where Charlotte County comes to play, broadcasting from our Howard's Pool World Studios, where they didn't invent pool service, they perfected it. We'll be talking about some NBA basketball with Bill Sieber today as we finally break down the Eastern and Western Conference, and uh, I do have some baseball news to bring to you. In fact, starting next week, we will be happy to have... Nicholas Warden and Lynn Doyler from the Boys and Girls Club in studio to talk about the 12th annual baseball and evening with the Tampa Bay Rays. It's a week earlier than normal because spring training starts a little earlier this year. So February 15th, I believe that's a Saturday, the day after Valentine's Day, February 15th at 6 p.m., Dinner, auction, entertainment, the kids' baseball experience with the Tampa Bay Rays, live entertainment by the No Filter Band, all proceeds benefit the Boys and Girls Club of Charlotte County. This is the 12th year we're doing this. Every year it gets bigger and better. More players in 10, more coaches show up. We get a Q&A with Kevin Cash. It's a lot of fun, and it's a great way to kick off spring training here in Charlotte County. And it's for a really great cause, too. Like I said, all the benef- all the proceeds from the dinner, the auction, ticket sales, all benefit the Boys and Girls Club of Charlotte County. And we'll have Len and Nicholas in next week to start talking about uh, what a great event this is and how much fun it is as well. Again, we'll be talking a little basketball with Bill when he gets in studio. But we got NFL playoffs this week and uh, Saturday and Sunday right here on 1070 The Zone. And it is going to be a very interesting matchups between some of these games because there's a lot of intrigue. I mean, let's start with Minnesota and San Francisco. That's the first game Saturday at 435. Uh, Kirk Cousins. You know, the Vikings invested $28 million a year into Kirk Cousins when he left Washington. And and after the first couple of weeks of the season this year, he's actually played really well. Retooled offensive line, new starters, and a first-round pick in their center, Garrett Bradbury. They added free agent guard Josh Klein. i got to remember, Kirk Cousins' offensive coordinator is Kyle Shanahan. <laughs> yeah. So you look at what he's got to go up against. Uh, the Vikings allowed just 28 sacks this season, which is Fifth best in the league. That's pretty good. But you got to remember, the 49ers are armed with five first round defensive linemen. Yes, the 49ers have one of the league's deepest defensive lines. They scored 48 sacks, which is the fifth most in the league this year. 
Nice. And in the Vikings 26-20 wildcard win over New Orleans last weekend, uh, Cousins winning touchdown lob to Kyle Rudolph. Believe it or not, that was his first touchdown against pressure in 99 attempts. That's according to ESPN stats. Uh, so he's kind of a mobile going up against the San Francisco defense that features Nick Bosa, DeForest Buckner, Eric Armstead. That's some top-notch linemen, you know. So familiarity is going to be the primary thing. The 49ers, had the 49ers not traded a second-round pick to Jimmy Garoppolo, the plan, game plan was that they were going to go after Kyle Shanahan, or Kyle Kirk Cousins, because Kyle Shanahan has a nice history with him. Uh, but he Shanahan's passed with Cousins, Redskins offensive coordinator. That would have been a match made in heaven. We all thought Kirk Cousins was going to San Francisco at the time. But, you know, Garoppolo came available. I don't think the 49ers really wanted to pay up the $28 million for Kirk Cousins. So they passed. So, But it's going to be interesting to see because you got the quarterback going up against his former offensive coordinator who he learned from. So it's going to be interesting. And if you like blocking... In zone blocking, this is going to be a fun game to watch because both these teams feature those zone blocking schemes, you know, so it's going to be fun to watch. Mike Shanahan adapted that, uh, or Kyle Shanahan adapted his father, Mike Shanahan's system from Denver, so it's going to be interesting. Uh, Tennessee and Baltimore, another intriguing matchup because in Tennessee's 2013 wildcard win at New England, it was the run defense that came through in their biggest win in 17 years. Uh, Rashawn Evans led a goal line stand. That really swung the game uh, against the Patriots. And while the Ravens must contend with a, a well-staffed conventional rushing attack, you know, all Derrick Henry, the Titans must stop Lamar Jackson and that running game with Gus Edwards and uh, Melvin Ingram. That's a good running game, too. Titans ranked 10th in run defense. But they allowed a combined 323 rushing yards to the Colts and Panthers. So, we'll see. Yeah, this is going to be an interesting game. And MVP to be Lamar Jackson, what a year he had. Shattering the quarterback rushing record. Over 1,200 yards rushing. And on top of that, he threw for 36 touchdowns. That's insane. Uh, so, him and Ryan Tannehill, it's going to be interesting. This is a throwback game to me. You know, Tennessee and Baltimore, you've got two organizations that insist on running the ball and trying to win the game with their defense and, and bleeding the clock. So I think this is going to be a low-scoring game. I think it's going to be a defensive battle. But how can you not? And I, well, I love what the Titans are doing with Derrick Henry and Ryan Tannehill. But how can you not love Lamar Jackson? I, I, he's young. He's a kid. He's he's excited for me. He's he's the guy I want to watch on TV. When I look at it's not Tom Brady. It's not the Dallas Cowboys. It's not Russell Wilson, right? It's not even Patrick Mahomes. I want to see Lamar Jackson. That Every time I watch him play, he is so fluid. His accuracy blows me away because the one the knock on him was the fact that he's going to be a rushing quarterback who can't throw the ball. Well, he's proven everybody wrong. He's, he's pretty accurate on the deep throws, too. Not just the short throws, but he can launch it deep. And he's launching it deep to his tight end, Mark Andrews. It's not like he's got some speedster on the outside. We thought... Uh, Hollywood Brown was going to be explosive, and he was the first month of the season. But he's kind of tailed off since then. And since then, Lamar Jackson's been basically relying on his legs and his tight ends. I mean, where's Willie Sneed been? Didn't they sign back in September? Didn't they sign him to like a three-year, four-year contract extension? Where's he been since? I have Willie Sneed? That's why I'm thinking I might be a sneaky fan to pick this week. I don't know. Just for the fact that he's falling off the radar. No, He's on nobody's radar right now. So, I don't know. Lamar Jackson's got to throw to somebody. And if it's not going to be his tight ends, it's not going to be Hollywood Brown. I, I expect somebody else to step up, too. 
But it's going to be a fun game to watch. And watch out for Corey Davis, too, because everybody's on that rookie for the Titans. Uh, Brown, A.J. Brown. But somebody else has got to step up. And last week, it was kind of, it was Frisker, the tight end. The backup tight end, not even Jonas Smith. So it's going to be interesting to see. I'm looking for Corey Davis to have a big game this week, too. Then, of course, you got Houston at Kansas City. Uh, the intriguing matchup here is Deshaun Watson. He accounted for 322 passing yards and three touchdowns in the Texans' Week 6 win in Kansas City. But Steve Spagnuolo's defense, number 6 in pass defense, enters Round 2 in better form. Watson, though, should be in a pretty good position, better than he was against the Buffalo Bills in the wildcard game because, number 1, Will Fuller is expected to return from his latest injury. That hamstring injury that's held him out the last couple weeks, that's really hurt. Sean Watson's deep passing game. During the regular season, his QBR was 75.2 with his deep threat and 59.8 without Will Fuller. So that tells me Fuller is definitely an integral part of this offense. Even though they still have DeAndre Hopkins and Kenny Stills, it seems like it's Will Fuller that helps set DeAndre Hopkins and Kenny Stills up. So we'll see there. Uh, and it'll be a fun though. Deshaun Watson, Watson, Patrick Mahomes, what a postseason matchup. But it's very rare you see number one picks go at it in playoffs. Uh, so the draft class is in 1984. We saw it a lot because you had the Jim Kellys, Dan Marinos, John Elways. We saw a little bit with uh, Donovan McNabb and Dante Culpepper. And then, of course, with Ben Roethlisberger, Philip Rivers, Eli Manning in that class. So we have a new quarterback class in the AFC. And that's the one thing I'm most excited about. Because i got to be honest with you. I... I other than the folks in New England, I think all of us in the rest of the whole country here, we're sick of seeing Tom Brady. We're sick of seeing Ben Roethlisberger. We were sick of seeing Peyton Manning. That's why we're kind of happy to see Manning retire. But now we got this new crop of young quarterbacks that I'm really excited to see. And, of course, Lamar Jackson's number one on my list. Uh, Patrick Mahomes, of course, is exciting to watch, too. And then when you look over at the NFC, it's kind of like... The NFC has become the old AFC. You've got Aaron Rodgers, who's been around forever. Russell Wilson, who feels like he's been around forever. <laughs> Drew Brees, who's been around forever. So it's going to be fun to watch. And, of course, speaking of forever quarterbacks, we got Seattle and Green Bay Sunday, the late game. Aaron Rodgers at home against Russell Wilson. Again, another great matchup with two good quarterbacks. And the matchup I'm looking forward to seeing is how these this Green Bay defense is going to defend against Russell Wilson. You know, they spent a ton of money in free agency, Green Bay did, to bring in Zadarius and Preston Smith. Uh, 0 for 8 in combined Pro Bowls coming into 2019. And then both of them just blew up and had great seasons this year. You know, we thought, oh my goodness, Green Bay without Clay Matthews and Nick Perry? They're not going to pay those guys. They're going to let them walk in free agency. Their defense is going to take a major hit. At least that's what I thought. That's why I thought Green Bay was going to be a 7-9, 8-8 team this year. And they surprised me by going, what, 12-4, 13-3, whatever. But they did it because good job investing on the defense in free agency. Got to give Green Bay credit for that. But Aaron Rodgers versus Russell Wilson. Oh, boy. It's going to be fun to see because Aaron Rodgers has Devontae Adams. He's got... Uh, Anthony Lazard now, who's rising to the occasion. And then you look at what Tyler Lockett and DK Metcalf has done. It's going to be interesting to see. another Lots of interesting matchups. I don't think we're going to make our picks today. What we'll do is tomorrow, when Bill comes in, we will make our NFL picks and our, and our divisional round games. But right now, I don't like Minnesota right now. I feel like Minnesota is going to be the one that gets spanked the hardest. All right, what we'll do is we'll take our first break, quick one, and then we'll come back and we'll talk a little NBA. I got the big questions, 
facing five Eastern Conference title contenders, and we'll do the same for the Western Conference as well. And hopefully, Bill will be in here to contribute his NBA talk as well. It's the Larry Tipko Show at 1070 The Zone, where Charlotte County comes to play. We'll be back right after this. Where Charlotte County comes to play and your home for Tampa Bay Lightning Hockey. Rebound Ernie, backhand shot, score! Just relentless pressure by the Lightning. And Ernie off the Lightning bench puts in a rebound. It's 4 1. 10 70, the zone. Your shot at $1,000 now. Text the nationwide keyword JOCK to 200-200. You'll get a confirmation text and info. Standard data and message rates apply in this nationwide contest. That's JOCK to 200-200. Now, the best damn sports show in Florida, where our balls aren't deflated like other people's. Welcome to the Sports Arena. The Sports Arena, every Saturday at 11 a.m. on Sports 1070 WKII. The best damn sports show in Florida is on Sports Radio 1070 a.m. every Saturday at 11 a.m. Prepare to enter the Sports Arena. Saturday, it's the divisional round of the NFL playoffs as we bring you a special doubleheader. Hi, this is Scott Graham. Join me and the rest of our Westwood One crew for all the action. First, the Minnesota Vikings, off their overtime win in New Orleans, take on the number one seed San Francisco 49ers. Then, Lamar Jackson looks for his first playoff win as the Baltimore Ravens host Derrick Henry and the Tennessee Titans. The NFL playoffs are right here. On 1070 The Zone, where Charlotte County comes to play, brought to you in part by DeSoto Auto Mall, where it's... With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Every day, we rise challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. It's cheaper in the country. The 19th annual Charlotte County Boat Show is back at the Charlotte County Fairgrounds January 9th through the 12th. It's Charlotte's premier showcase of all things boating with hundreds of boats from all the major dealers, plus loads of marine accessories, services, fishing gear, seminars, and how-to boating info. Admission is free and parking is only $5. Don't miss the Charlotte County Boat Show at the Fairgrounds January 9th through the 12th. Visit GoBoatingFlorida.com for all the details. I'm attorney Jeff Briscoe. Wherever you are on life's journey, estate planning is critical. Consider consulting with an attorney to ensure you have the documents in place to protect you and your loved ones. The law office of Jeff Briscoe is dedicated to estate planning and probate law located in Port Charlotte, serving all of Southwest Florida. House call appointments available, always free consultations. Call attorney Jeff Briscoe at 941-625-4189 or visit jeffbriscoe.com. Wendy's has been showing everyone how to do fast food right for 50 years, and now they're showing them how two-for-fives are done with Wendy's two-for-five. It's the only one where you can get Wendy's fresh, never-frozen beef and that Wendy's spicy chicken you crave. Pick two for five bucks. 
Choose between the Juicy Dave Single, the Tasty Spicy Chicken Sandwich, 10-Piece Crispy, or Spicy Nuggets. Come in today and taste how a real two-for-five is done. Only at Wendy's. Fresh beef available in the contiguous U.S., Alaska, and Canada. Price and participation may vary for a limited time only. Where Charlotte County comes to play. 1070 The Zone. Welcome back to the Larry Tipko Show, uh, 1070 The Zone, where Charlotte County comes to play. Broadcasting from our Howard's Pool World studio. They didn't invent pool service, but they sure as heck perfected it. Bill Siebert on his way in as we get ready to talk a little NBA basketball. And don't forget, the Orlando Magic are back at it tonight at home against the Washington Wizards. Magic 17-20, and 20, three games under 500. The Wizards are 12 games under. So this should be a win for Orlando, fingers crossed. And hopefully Markel Fultz can continue the success that he has had the last previous couple of games. Pre-game at 6.30, tip off a little after 7 o'clock with Dennis Newman and Richie Adubato. While Bill Siebert gets settled in, I'm going to start. What you forget? Your computer? <laughs> All right. Anyway, Milwaukee Bucks right now has the league's best record, the best defense, and second-best offense. Biggest question, though, is can the Bucks manage the game when Giannis, the Greek freak, is not on the floor? It's such a big difference when he's not playing. He's averaging 30.9 points a game, 12.9 boards, and 5.7 assists in 31 minutes. The thing is, is when he's not on the floor, the team seems to tank. Bledsoe's numbers go down. Middleton's numbers go down. The whole Bucks offense seems to go down. So when he's resting or if he gets hurt, the Milwaukee Bucks are in trouble. It's weird. There's no backup. Not to, not that there's really a you can get a backup for an MVP type caliber player, but you know when you're you're resting a player for five six minutes so he can catch a breath, you don't want to see your team who's up by six seven points. You rest your best player and all of a sudden he's got to come back in the game down by ten. <laughs> you know? That's that's a, that's not a good situation. So Bill, can the Bucks manage the game when Giannis is not on the floor? If they don't have Giannis, they don't have a chance to win. Yeah. Well, they, let me just rephrase that. If they don't have Giannis, they don't have a chance to win in the playoffs. True that. Let me just say that. Championships are won and lost by the finest of margins. Yeah. You know, the and, and they're sensational when he's on the Yeah. Yeah. They're great when they have him, but I mean it it's still still one of those teams that that I question in the playoffs of can they win in the postseason. All right, check this out. When Eric Bledsoe and Chris Middleton are playing with him, they shoot fifty percent from the floor in stout defense. When he, uh let's see. And the numbers dip to thirty eight percent when they're off the floor. It's horrible. Mm. You know, that's that's not good. Yeah. So, but I like what the Bucks are doing. Twenty nine and five. Yeah. Oh yeah, they're, they're well thirty two and six overall. Yeah. Yeah, they're 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 really good. I mm-hmm. mean, you got them. You got the Celtics are twenty five and nine. I, I still think the Celtics. I don't know. I think they're a little overrated. You know, the Heat are really good too. I was just coming out. We. I was just going to ask you about the Heat next. The Miami Heat. They're looking really good right now. But can they be good enough on either end of the floor to make the finals, offense and mm-hmm. defense? You know, I don't know. <laughs> I still have questions on that, too. I mean, Jimmy Butler, we all know what he is, <laughs> I, I, to be honest with you. I don't know. At home, they're great. On the road, they're mediocre. So when they have the home court advantage, they could probably win those series. But 
I, I don't know. I mean, they're great at home. They're 18 and four at home. They're nine and nine on the road. Yeah. So that's the big difference with them. They can't win on the road like they can win at home. It's weird in basketball. You know, we always talk about how defense wins right, championships. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. They're, I'm sorry. I read that wrong. They're 17 and one at home. That's why I said they're really good at home. Yeah. We always talk. They yeah. lost one game at home. All right. Yeah, but that's we it. always talk about how defense wins championships, right? Mm-hmm. We, especially in football, we talk about that. But that's not really true when it comes to NBA titles. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it, what it's it's about being elite on one end of the floor. You're either an elite defensive team or you're an elite offensive team. You don't have both in the NBA. When I look at the Miami Heat, they're really good on both mm-hmm. ends. They don't have an elite offense, but they don't have an elite defense either. They have the eighth best mm-hmm. offense right now with uh, Butler. You know, mm-hmm. the Clippers are seventh. They're 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 a shade behind the Clippers right now. It, which isn't a bad place to be, considering Miami finished what twenty six in scoring last year. So they're definitely get, J, the, Jimmy Butler's definitely been their MVP. He's mm-hmm. been a huge asset since he's coming over. But over the past decade, top flight offenses that made the finals, with three notable exceptions: the two thousand ten Celtics, the two thousand thirteen and two thousand fourteen Spurs. Those teams boasted top five defenses. Everybody else was top five offense, and their defense was either eleventh or worse. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. the 2011 Mavericks are a deception. They made the finals despite finishing eighth in both offensive and defensive efficiency during the regular season. So I look at the Miami Heat. They remind me of the 2011 Dallas Mavericks. You know, not great, but really good. <laughs> you know? Right. <laughs> kind of on that question. Well, I mean, you, if you really want to look at, like, I mean, what I'm what I'm looking at right now mm-hmm. or, like, you want to look at, like, a, like, how can I rephrase, how can I phrase this? Uh, I, I, like the Milwaukee Bucks, for example, yeah. they score 119 points a game. Yeah, they're offense. Okay, but now defensively, like you said, they give up 107 per game. Mm-hmm. So you know, it's like the good defensive teams give up 103. Like Celtics are 103 points per game, 100, 103.5. So you could say 104. Per well, let game. me ask you about the Celtics real quick. Look mm-hmm. at this team and the way they're constructed. Don't you think their lack of size is going to doom them down the stretch? The fact they're all so small yeah, and they're going to get worn out? <laughs> well, that, I mean, that, and, and to me, I mean, their their offense is mediocre. Their offense isn't that great. I mean, they've got Cantor at center. He's hit or miss. You never know what he's going to do. Uh, I, I just, I, I have questions on their offense, to be honest with you. I think, their def- I think their defense is one of the better defenses in, in basketball right they now. They have the third best point differential, mm-hmm. but they only have one player over six foot eight. Mm-hmm. And that's Eric Cantor. <laughs> and he, he's basically, he's a bencher. I'll be honest <laughs> with you. There, if you want, if you want my honest opinion, and, and let me look at something real quick here. Um, I don't know. I just I look at Boston. They they can't rebound. <laughs> they lack size. Yeah. No. I mean, just look it's at, not surprising me that they rank 19th in second chances. <laughs> you know. I'll be honest with you. Looking at the East, I can honestly say, just look just just from my honest opinion as a basketball guy, I am that there's all eight teams that make the playoffs are going to have a legitimate shot to make the final in the Eastern Conference. In the East. Yeah. In the East. In the East. And a team that I kind of think could be the sleeper team in all this could be either the Sixers or the Pacers. I think, and, and the Sixers, I say that because they've got so much potential. And if Embiid is healthy in the playoffs, then, you know, I could see them being very tough to beat in the East. Well, the biggest question is, well, and they're, another, Embiid they're, another, and- they're another team, too, like the Heat, though. 17 and 2 on the, at home, 7 and 12 on the road. Let me tell you. So they struggle on the road. With Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons. Undisputed question, cornerstones of the franchise. I give you that. But mm-hmm. you notice they don't play well together. No, no, no. You know, as a team, the Sixers score 109.1 points 
Uh, in 565 minutes that Enviad and Simmons have shared the floor, that number drops to 105.8. Or when they share the floor, I'm sorry. They, so they actually play better when they're not together. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So they don't they don't coexist very well together. Yeah, no, I hear you on that. And, and you know, you look at the Pacers. Like I said, you know, if you want to talk about something, they're 15th in the league in scoring. They average 109.5, and they give up 106.2. Yeah. So it's like they're right on that cusp. If they could improve a little bit more offensively, I think they'd really be tough to beat. And, and, and that's something to think about. If that, that's a team that that to look for to add somebody down the stretch. Um, it may be a trade and whatnot if if that's, you know, I'm not saying anybody who in particular is right now, but just if there's a team looking for an offensive shot in the arm, to me it would be the Pacers. I, I think if uh, they, they get that offensive shot in the arm, it kind of puts them above everybody else in the East. And that's why I say that. I, I really think they're a sleeper team, too, to be honest. I mean, right now they're like the sixth seed. You know, they're not even a top four team. Right. But I think that could be a team that really could make some noise in the playoffs just as of right now. You know, I mean, we'll have to see how the season progresses and whatnot. I'm not impressed with Brooklyn. I'm not really impressed with their offense that much. I'm, their defense is, you know, they're good good at times, but they're middle of the pack in defense. Mm-hmm. Their offense is like 23rd, you know, so they're like, they're not really a great offensive juggernaut team. But then again, they haven't had Kyrie all year. And I think, to be honest with you, that's probably been a good thing for them. Mm-hmm. I think that's made their defense a lot better. So I, I don't know. That's just my personal opinion. I think Dinwiddie's a lot better defensively than. Yeah, Kyrie, but that's my opinion. Somebody and, else might differ. Somebody else may think differently. And with Kawhi Leonard now out of Toronto, mm-hmm. you, you look at Fred Van Fleet, Kyle Lowry, mm-hmm. Pascal Sikam. Who's mm-hmm. the primary option there? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Well, <laughs> and here's the thing: they stack and, a lot of depth, but no, I don't know. And 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 this is why people say, Bill, why are you worried about Boston's offense? Well, the, for the reasons that I said, you know, Cantor hit or miss. You know, you never know what you're going to get out of Daniel Tice and these guys. But not only that. They are. Do you know where they ranked offensively in the league? Who Boston? Boston. Offensively. Offensively. Uh, seventh. Oh no, N- sixth. Not even close. Uh, or, they're not, not even close. So they're not even in the top ten. <laughs> not even close. That's what I'm saying. They have they're no big... thirtieth. Well, yeah. They're last Look at in them. the NBA. Well, I, in I, I believe that. I can believe that. They're behind the Knicks and the Magic. I can believe that. And the Cavs. They don't get second chance points. They don't get any rebounds. Like rebounds. I said, they're small. Of course, rebounds. they're not going to get any rebounds. They're getting dominated that's, on the boards. That's that's the big thing right there. Too. Yeah. They're not like you said, second chance points, mm-hmm. rebounds, stuff like that. And that's why I think the Celtics aren't as good as advertised. I agree. Mm-hmm. And, and that's why I said I kinda question. I don't their even offense. think I don't even think they're a playoff. Contender. I think their defense is great. They've got one of the best defenses in the NBA. I mean, you can argue that. Them, Utah, but not, Denver. Not, not on the level even of the Orlando. Detroit Pistons of hey, the 80s. Even though, no, God, nobody's at that level. And that's you the kind of me? level you're going to need if no. you don't win the Eastern Conference no, Finals. No, 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 because no team in the league gives up on an average basis. No team in the league gives up less than 103 points, Larry. It, it's sad, isn't it? It is sad that the defenses come out of the game so much. But you look at the top, let me just say this, the top five teams defensively, they're all in the playoffs. Boston, Denver, Utah, Orlando, and Miami. They're all right now in the playoffs. You could go. You actually, you know what? I could go top. I could at least go top eight. I'm not sure about Dallas if they're in or not right now. I would expect them to make it, but that. But still, I, I almost go nine. And the top nine defensive teams in the league, you could almost say, are pretty much guaranteed to go to the playoffs. You got Boston, Denver, Utah, Orlando, Miami, the Lakers, the Raptors, the Pacers, and the Mavericks. If I'm not mistaken, I believe everyone on that list is on pace to make the playoffs. Let me double check that for a second. Yeah, then flip the script and check the. But offense. let me. I was just going to say now, offensively, you're looking at M- Milwaukee number one. Mm-hmm. I believe they're in. Yeah, they're in. Right. Yeah, they're they're in. They're definitely in. the Clippers are in. They're number two. 
Um, Memphis, I don't think they're in. They're number three. Grizzlies. Uh, Portland. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. I have to tech check them. I don't believe they're in their number four. Phoenix, they're number five. And then you look at Dallas. Dallas is number six. That's why I say Dallas could be a team. Let me check standings real quick. Utah wasn't on that list? Um, Utah is actually – hold on. I'll get I'll get to them in a minute. Because um, okay, let's talk about the Western Conference Yeah, the Mavericks, are, the Mavericks are actually a, my sleeper team there in the West because they have, they're ranked in the they're, – they're like the sixth seed right now. But you got to remember, they've been they've had two and a half weeks without Dontich. Mm-hmm. They've had a couple weeks without Porzingis. You know, it seems like they can't get those two on the floor together. But when those two are on the floor together, they're very dangerous. And I, I like Dallas in the playoffs if they're healthy. Um, you look at their offensive and defensive stats, that's another team. Like I said, they're top 10 off or top, they're sit number six offensively. And then you look at them defensively, and defensively, they're in the top, what, top 10, did I say? Yeah, they're mm-hmm. number nine defensively. So you look at that, that's probably the best mix out of all the teams in the NBA as far as offense right. and defense and who can perform well on both sides. All right. Well, I would like to take a moment now to eat my words and admit I was wrong. But entering this year, I thought LeBron James was washed up at 35 years old. <laughs> but he's proven me wrong. He's still a dominant force. And if you look at his numbers, he's having the best season of his career at the Lakers well, this year. He's got, but he's got Anthony Davis. He's got so much help this year that he didn't have well, last year. That's another. Dwight Howard is experiencing a resurgence. The youngsters like Alex Caruso have become nice rotation staples. You Rondo, know, you, like you said, Rondo Anthony and Davis. Caruso, yeah, yeah, yeah. The Lakers are. I didn't think they were going to be as good as advertised, and they've proven me wrong so far. Well, LeBron, and let's let's face it, LeBron makes everybody on the floor better. Mm-hmm. You can you can. There's no doubt about but that. But here's the thing: when Anthony Davis is on the court, they play even better. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> that's because he's got his big man up there, and he it's doesn't have to sick. do everything. That's and that's sick. why, yeah, yeah. Of course, they play better when they yeah. when Anthony Davis on the floor. So, well, no, when Anthony Davis is all, not on the floor, they play better. Is what oh, I'm saying. But I don't know about that. Yeah, statistically, they're six points better when he's not on the floor. <laughs> I was like, wow, that's crazy. Well, I don't you know. heard they offered him a big deal and he turned it down. Yeah, right? I don't know. Maybe they slow roll him when he's on the court. Maybe that's mm, why. The, maybe. The, I don't know. Um, for the Houston Rockets, is there any hope of them finding any consistent production coming off the bench? No. It's all starters. <laughs> Russell Westbrook. <laughs> it's <laughs> okay. all about Westbrook, Harden, Capella. Yeah. The big three there, you and could that, say. Okay. And then, and and here's the thing: if their bench comes, if the, if the guys come off the bench and perform well, mm-hmm. um, other guys that are in spot starts, like PJ Tucker and whatnot, starting a power forward, mm-hmm. uh, those guys can perform. They can be a dangerous team because I mean, they, let's face it: they've got they've got one of the best offenses. I mean, I mean, I know they're ranked middle of the road right now, middle yeah. of the pe- but between Harden and Westbrook, I mean, those are two guys that are pretty hard to contain offensively. Okay, what so. about the Clippers? You think Paul George and Kawhi Leonard are doing enough? Yeah, you know what the problem is? They're not on the floor enough together. That's in my opinion. I, I think uh, they, 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 the, the Clippers are giving them a day off here, day off there, whatnot. But when they're both on the floor together, they're really good. Huh. And I, I, I think the Clippers are better than the, than the stats lead the, lead us to believe. And I think in the postseason they'll be a different team. Okay. Um, right now, 
Let me just see real quick. Right now, they're ranked what? The Lakers are one. The Clippers are four right now. Yeah, they're they're the yeah. fourth best offensively, a shade behind the Bucks. Mm-hmm. Uh, but on see, defense, I, I really think I they really... play good defense though. Their opponents struggle to score. They're you know even, you want to call 102 points average struggling to score, but considering the stats, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's a pretty good defense. I never thought I'd see the day when I'd say giving up 102 points is good defense. It, it's really <laughs> not though. That's the thing. It is in this day and age though. Yeah, that's I what's guess, sick. I guess you could say that. Uh. And then, of course, the Utah Jazz, the dark horse to represent the West in the NBA I like the Utah Jazz. I really do. I just, they they just don't seem to have enough. I I don't know what it is. I I, I can't put my finger on it because coming into the season, I really thought they were going to be really good. And you know what? Their last 10 games, they're starting to play. They're 9 1 in their last 10. They've won six in a row. So maybe this is the time where they kind of turn it on a little bit. And maybe, you know, I mean, let's face it, they're only five games behind the Lakers for the number one seed. Yeah. Well. So they're not playing that bad. I think that, that 24 and 12 is just kind of overlooked because you look at the Eastern Conference and you see teams with, with two losses and, and whatnot in the, in the East. And mm-hmm. to me, that's, that's just a little overwhelming because they're playing bad teams in the East. Yes. Uh, I mean, you got like, like. It's like the Patriots beating up on the AFC East. Yeah. So, like, like for and example, then winning 12 games. What I'm talking about is you get the Bucks 32 and 6. You got the Celtics 25 and 9. You get the Heat 26 and 10. <laughs> you know, and then you look at the West and you've got one team. I'm um, sorry, give me just a second. You got one team, the yeah, Lakers. 54 seconds. One te- you got one team, the Lakers are in are in single are in single digit losses. Mm-hmm. And, you know, everybody else has double digits. So yeah. it's like, you know, and, and 12 losses in the West. Is actually not like twelve losses in the East, where you're you're kind of like the seven, Western eight Conference games out. is stacked. Yeah, everybody's an All Star in the Western Conference. <laughs> you know, it's like All Star teams out there. That's yeah, major difference. But, yeah, but, definitely. But, and that's like why I said. that's why it's, it's fun watching these top tier Eastern Conference teams play these mid tier Western Conference teams because it's actually close. Yeah, it's not, and it's and and I mean that's why I look at teams like the Nuggets, the Rockets, the Clippers, the Jazz, the Mavericks, and I say, hey, you know what? Those teams have a legitimate shot, and don't count out. The Thunder. The right. Thunder are surprising the heck out of me. They're 8-2 and two in their last 10, 21-16 overall All right, we in gotta, the playoffs. we got to take our Westwood 1 NFL update. We'll be back right after this on 1070 The Zone. I'm John Schriffen with NFL Network now on the Westwood 1 Radio Network. Joe Judge is the new head coach of the New York Giants. The former Patriots special teams coordinator and wide receivers coach spent the last eight seasons with the Patriots. Judge is the seventh Patriots assistant to get a head coaching job after serving under Bill Belichick. The Panthers have hired former Baylor head coach Matt Rule to be their new head coach. NFL Network insider Ian Rappaport is reporting it's a seven-year, $62 million deal with a $2.5 million signing bonus. Rule's deal also includes incentives well beyond the $62 million mark for reaching team goals, such as winning seasons, playoff wins, and Super Bowls. And new Cowboys head coach Mike McCarthy went out of house to find his defensive coordinator, but he's expected to retain Dallas's in-house offensive coordinator. Our Mike Garofolo and Ian Rappaport are reporting Keller Moore is leaning towards remaining with the team. This has been NFL Network Now on the Westwood One Radio Network. At Quicken Loans, our 17,000 team members know that home is so much more than a house. That's because our clients tell us all the time. Hey, this is Jay Farner, CEO of Quicken Loans, and we want to help you save money on your mortgage with some of the lowest refinancing rates ever. Rates are historically low. You may be able to reduce your rate and save money on your monthly mortgage payment right now. Pay off some credit card debt 
or put some money towards that new bathroom or kitchen you've always wanted. The rate today on our 30-year fixed-rate mortgage is 3.99%. APR, 4.23%. That's right, 3.99%. While we can't predict what will happen in the future, we do know that rates have dropped, and now is the time to save money on your mortgage. Call us today at 800-QUICKEN or go to rocketmortgage.com to learn how refinancing now may be the right mortgage solution for you. That's 800-QUICKEN or go to rocketmortgage.com. Rates subject to change. Pay 2% fee to receive this discounted rate. Call for cost information and conditions. Equal housing lender. License in all 50 states. And MLS number 3030. EO's special report. Military bases with U.S. troops attacked in Iraq. President Trump confirms there were no casualties after Iran fired more than a dozen missiles at two Iraqi military bases that host U.S. forces. Our great American forces are prepared for anything. Iran appears to be standing down, which is a good thing for all parties concerned and a very good thing for the world. Addressing the nation from the White House for the first time since last night's airstrikes today, Trump credited an early warning system. Iran's attacks followed the recent U.S. airstrike that killed a top Iranian military leader in Iraq. Trump said the hands of General Qasem Soleimani were drenched in American and Iranian blood. Members of the House and Senate will get classified briefings on the Iran crisis this afternoon. The briefings will be conducted by Defense Secretary Mark Esper, Secretary of State Mike Pompeo, and CIA Director Gina Haspel. Tom Roberts, NBC News Radio. Where Charlotte County comes to play and your home for the National Football League. Left which to throw his first pass, dropping, throws the pass over the middle. It's caught at the 50 yard line. What a throw! K2 Winslow makes the catch. 1070 the zone. Want to fly somewhere? Looking for cheap flights or cheap tickets? Then call. That's right. Call the low-cost airline travel hotline now for prices so low, we can't publish them anywhere. Low-cost airlines has all kinds of cheap travel deals. Fly domestically and save up to 75%. You can even fly internationally and save even more. Yes, fly anywhere in the world and save a lot of money on your plane tickets. We'll even save you money with cheap travel deals on hotels, rental cars, even complete travel packages. So don't book your tickets until you call us first for the absolute cheapest prices on U.S. and international airline tickets and hotels. Call right now for prices so low they can't be published. Travel experts are here 24-7 to help. 800-754-4531. 800-754-4531. That's 800-754-4531. Your home for the NBA is right here on 1070 The Zone. Tune in tonight as the Orlando Magic take on the Washington Wizards. Pre-game at 6.30, tip-off at 7 o'clock with Dennis Newman and Richie Adubato. It's Orlando Magic Basketball, brought to you in part by Charlotte County Community Services, right here on 1070 The Zone, where Charlotte County comes to play. Sunday, it's the divisional round of the NFL playoffs as we bring you a special doubleheader. Hi, this is Scott Graham. Join me and the rest of our Westwood One crew for all the action. First, J.J. Watt and the Houston Texans try to slow down Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs. Then, two Super Bowl-winning quarterbacks duel in Green Bay as Russell Wilson and the Seahawks face Aaron Rodgers and the Packers. The NFL playoffs are right here. On 1070 The Zone, where Charlotte County comes to play, brought to you in part by DeSoto Auto Mall, where it's cheaper in the country. And now back to sports, brought to you by Anna Jar and Levine. Accident attorneys been in an accident? Call 747-FREE. That's 1-800-747-3733. Where Charlotte County comes to play. 1070 The Zone.
Welcome back to the Larry Temko Show on 1070 The Zone, where Charlotte County comes to play. Bill Siebert here in our Howard's Pool World Studio, where they didn't invent pool service. They perfected it. Before we move on to NFL chatta and talk Tom Brady. Tom Brady. Let's uh, finish up talking basketball real quick, because Bill has got his fan duel lineup set for tonight. Huh? Well, I mean, I'm not really set, but I've got one. I, I, I've been working a little bit to, to certain things, so, you know, I mean... Mm-hmm. Um, the Greek freak with Milwaukee is going to be listed as probable, so I'm going to assume that he's going to play. What's he like? I haven't looked at FanDuel basketball forever. It's 11-2, isn't he's it? 11-4, he's 11 11,400. He's the most expensive player on the slate, if I'm not mistaken on that. I don't believe anybody else um, is. Luka Doncic is 11-5. So, but you, you know how much Westbrook is? Which Tonight? 10-7. Not even close. Really? 9-6? Westbrook's at eight nine. Ooh, I would take that. But here's the thing: he's out. He's out. Tonight. Oh, oh, that's why. That's his, no, but that's his. But no, that's what his price has been all year because yeah. he he scores like 47, 46, 45, yeah. 40, 39. Mm-hmm. You know, it has this occasional sixty eight, mm-hmm. which is if you can get him at that price, my God, you're that's, getting that's that's where you're getting your value at. But you got to yeah. hope that he has a game where he put drops the seventy burger down for you. Uh, basically, but Doncic is doing that on a regular basis. Basically, 66, 69, 56, 58. Those are his last four games, just his game log. You know, so that guy's putting points on the board. But there's a big reason for that right now. Like I said uh, earlier, when with Porzingis not on the floor, and I believe he's out again. He's out again tonight, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, he's out again. Um, I don't know when he's coming back. That knee is giving him problems. But there's a guy who I love. If you can get him in your lineup, he's only 8,400. Bam out of bio. I know he's got a tough matchup tonight, though, against Indiana. That might be the one thing that stops him. But that guy puts up – he has some some damn good points sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes he'll put up 50 points, hmm. you know. And he's just he's, – he's a guy who I like. Um, yeah. I probably won't go to him tonight, though, to be honest with you. Um, tonight, the lineup I have that I'll go to right now, guy, I'll start at point guard and work my way down. And there's some tough matchups. Like I said, Chicago against point guards, believe it or not, number one in the league defensively against point guards. But Lonzo Ball has just been balling hmm. uh, as far as everything goes. His last, his last four, Never thought I'd hear that. four of his last five games, he's had one 40-point game, two 50-plus point games, almost a 60, and then a 37.9 against the Lakers, which is a tough matchup, you know, with Revenge his own matchup. Um, now, here's the thing. I say Indiana is a tough matchup uh, for, for – for, uh, or I said Chicago is a tough matchup um, for, for Lonzo Ball. Mm-hmm could get a little bit lower than what he's been getting. So I'm not necessarily saying he's a for surefire, surefire play, but if you want to look at who's been one of the hottest point guards as far as fantasy points go, has been in the winning lineups for the last three or four days, it's been Lonzo Ball. Um, another guy I really like is Trey Young. Uh, against Houston, I think Houston is overrated, especially against point guards. I think Trey Young can put up a 60-point night tonight. He's at 9K which is not bad, and he averages, I mean, since he's come back from his injury, 43, 59, 44. Hmm. He scored 59 against Indiana. So, I, I mean, Indiana, like I said, is a pretty good team. Um, so I kind of like him tonight. Um, uh, another guy I kind of like tonight, uh, let me, I, I do like Middleton because I like the matchup. Uh, Middleton for Milwaukee against Golden State. It's a 10 o'clock game. It's a great matchup against Golden State who just is – Terrible, like one of the worst teams in the league against shooting guards. So I like Middleton tonight there. Um, a sleeper pick I'll give you here, uh, Drew Robinson, I believe his name is, for Miami. Uh, he's a guy who's just, he's like 3,800. You hope he gets you 25 points. If he can get you 25 points at 3,800, 
you're getting your value out of them. Mm-hmm. And then that way you can squeeze guys like the Greek Freak in your lineup. Now, if I if, if I choose not to go to the Greek Freak, which I don't know, it, it, it's a question mark tonight to me. He, he, could, he, he definitely could put up 60, but they're playing Golden State. He could only play 30 minutes, be out of the game, and only put up 50 FanDuel points, which isn't quite 60, and you're not really getting your value out of them for 11-4. So uh, I got some thinking to do about that. But with this lineup, I do have the Greek Freak and, uh, and Brown in there from Washington, uh, Troy Brown for Washington against Orlando. I know Orlando's a good team defensively, uh, but this guy's pretty much continuously. If Beal's not in the lineup, I would go to him. If Beal's in the lineup, I might turn somewhere else with, with Brown. But without Beal in the lineup, either him or Jordan McRae will be the two guys that you'll turn to, uh, small forward or shooting guards. Uh, Brown's a small forward. McRae's a shooting guard. Uh, McRae still might be a guy I turn to over Middleton, mm-hmm. maybe switch that around a little bit. Not too sure yet. Like I said, still going over some things. Um, here's a couple guys from Denver that I like, and then I'll close it out with a guy with another power forward. But my center, I love from Denver. Uh, I know it's a good matchup against Dallas, but without Porzingis, I think Jokic can really ball tonight. Uh, his last game, he put up 73 FanDuel points against Atlanta. That basically, you had to have him if you were going to win pretty much anything, especially if you were going to win the big dog money tournament. So um, another guy with um, question marks. Uh, Paul Millsap is is question mark. Will Barton is out as, as well. Will probably help Jokic. But not only that, a guy who's 3,900, you can really get some value out of him probably. Tonight would be the night to play him. Um, could get a possible 30-point game out of him and get 10 times value, and that's Michael Porter. Michael Porter probably will be starting at least at, at small forward. And if Millsap is is more hurt than let on to be believed, then Porter could really get some extra ball. So he could really get some extra. So 3900 you could really get your money out of him. Just got stuff like this you got to pay attention up to lock and, and, and so forth. And then I'll close it out with another guy from Dallas. It, it, Porzingis is out. I'm going to take my chances with Maxi Kleber tonight. I, I know it's not a great matchup against Denver and whatnot, but like I said, they've got their share of injuries too. If Millsap's out, mm-hmm. Will Barton, one of their better defensive players, if he's going to, he's definitely out. So I kind of like Kleber down low tonight. I think if Doncic is going to have anybody, it's going to be Kleber that's going to help him. And in three of last three of Kleber's last four games, he's put up thirty plus points, and at forty four hundred, I'll take that chance, man. I'll take that chance to get that nine times value. If I can get that nine times value out of him. And get the ten times value out of guys like maybe Drew Robinson, because uh, that's a possibility. Drew Robinson's been been known to put up thirty point games in Fanduel before. So I mean, if you can get thirty out of him, you know, you can get nine, ten times value out of these guys. Michael Porter, another guy that could get you eight, nine times value. You know, you get that value out of those guys, it can help you get guys like Jokic, Greek Freak, Trey Young into your lineup. Who, and I think, like I said, uh, Ben Simmons against point guard against Houston put up like seventy something Fanduel points the other night. Like last, like I think it was last week, like four games ago. So I, I'm just not sold that Trey Young can't do the same thing. If you know what I'm saying, yeah. I think Trey Young could is better than than Ben Simmons. I think he could actually put up maybe even more, maybe even an 80 point night. I'm just saying. Wow. As far as Fanduel goes, not yeah. not actual points, yeah. but he could actually put up maybe 80 Fanduel points tonight. He's got that kind of potential. Wow. So yeah. all right. There you go. All right, there's your NBA fantasy talk right there from Bill Seaver. Switching gears and talking a little NFL football. Uh, yeah. Do I want to go Patriots with Brady or do I want to talk to Cleveland Browns real quick? Let's talk Cleveland Browns Whatever. real quick. I'm good. Uh, Cleveland Browns is the only team left in the NFL that has not hired a new coach. They're coachless I think they're right waiting. I, I, you know what I've heard? Well, they've interviewed like nine different guys so far. Yeah, but they're waiting for a certain guy to, to, that they can actually offer the job to. Uh, Josh McDaniel will nope. interview on the 10th. 
Not, so who, I'm, not who I'm thinking about. Okay, who? Eric Bieniemy. Eric Bieniemy already interviewed on January 3rd. Oh, he did already interview did. with them. Okay. Uh, they interviewed Eric Bieniemy on January 3rd. They interviewed offensive coordinator for the Buffalo Bills, Brian DeBall, on January 6th. Um, they're waiting to interview Mike LaFleur and Mike McDaniel, and they don't have that scheduled yet, but they're expected to interview them. Josh McDaniels is expected. His interview is scheduled for January 10th. Mm-hmm. Urban Meyer has deny, or declined interest in the job. Uh, Greg Roman, offensive coordinator for the Ravens, interviewed on the 2nd. Mm-hmm. Robert Sala, defensive coordinator for the 49ers, interviewed on the 4th. Jim Schwartz, the Eagles defensive coordinator, interviewed for the job on the 8th. And Kevin Stefanski, the defensive coordinator for the Vikings, interviewed for the job on the ninth. So they're doing their due diligence. They've interviewed a bunch of guys already, and it looks like they have three more still left to interview. And who knows who else is on that list? Well, from what I hear, and this is just what I hear, I know Eric Bieniemy is very high on their list. Mm-hmm. And to be honest with you, he was the first, well, second one to interview. After further review of the Giants' debacle of hiring a head coach, <laughs> things I looked at. And I'm like, and it's I'm not thinking, really a debacle till the end of next season. No, it's a, it's, a, it's a debacle already. They hired a guy who coached, who was a wide receivers coach for a team who strictly couldn't win in the postseason because they're their wide, wide receiver play. Yeah, true. Um, not only that, but this guy Judge is completely, completely untested as any kind of a head coach, even at the college level. Yeah, I, I think this is a worse hire than what it was before than than the guy before, to be honest with you. And everybody was talking about what a bad hire that was. Mm-hmm. So, I'm not sold on this being a very good hire for the Giants. I I actually can't believe they didn't wait for Bieniemy. To be honest with you, when I heard they hired this guy Judge, I was like, well, my there's got to be some kind of yeah. My first thing was like, who is this guy? Well, this yeah. guy came from the Patriots. There's got to be some kind of a reason. And I just couldn't find anything. I'll be yeah. honest with you on why they hired this guy. Yeah. The headline so. I saw was New York brings in Judge. And I'm like, okay, Aaron Judge, New York Yankees. Yeah, maybe they did it to contend with the headlines. <laughs> That's I what I thought know. it was. <laughs> I, I, don't, I honestly can't. I, I don't know. Maybe they want to keep. Well, I, said I, the, I don't know. Yeah, the reason they hired this guy is because the, the Patriots video coordinator was not available. <laughs> yeah, that was a good one. Yeah. He, did, he declined the interview. Pretty much right but, on that. Yeah, no doubt. I don't get that move either. But who knows? Maybe this guy is something special. I doubt it. I don't. I don't like the movie. It's like it's not like baseball where you're bringing a guy with no managerial experience, and all of a sudden he's you know he's good, like Mike Matheny. You know yeah. what I mean? Like these guys who've never managed at the lower levels before, but they they know baseball. You know, it's different with NFL coaches. It really is. NFL coach. NFL is the only sport where the coaches actually coach. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah In baseball, yeah. come on, man. Baseball, like Kevin you got, Cash well, is getting you gotta every, manage. You got to manage. Those moves are being made by the front, the top office, and they're oh. ma- they're making those calls down to the dugout half the time. So. Yeah, I, I I didn't think so either, but. The more I've studied it, the more I see that managers are more just yes-men these days in baseball. Well, I'll say this about baseball. Something that's gotten me a little bit perturbed, and I, we kind of had a conversation last night about this on Facebook, you and I, and I think we feel a little differently about it. But but I'll be honest with you, man. All this cheating crap. Mm-hmm. I mean, you got the two of the last three teams that won the World Series been accused of cheating to win it. Red Sox, Astros. Poor Dodgers. I kind of feel bad for the Dodgers and all this. Well, that's I mean, what I said. <laughs> they're the ones, yeah. They're yeah. the ones that got hosed in well, both know, Series. I go, I go, the way it is, cheating is a part of the game now. It's only a matter of time before the Dodgers reach out to Russia for help. Yeah, literally. I mean, <laughs> I mean they, might, they might have to, they might feel obligated to do that right now. I mean, we need my to God. Hack the Giants or something. But I'll be honest with you, if they find any legitimate evidence that we're. These guys were definitely cheating. Anybody involved in any of these cheating scandals with Houston, with with Boston, with anyone, yeah. they should be thrown out of the game. And, and hear me out on this. 
You say, what, Bill? You're crazy. You know, no, no, I'm not. Because Pete Rose, Shoeless Joe Jackson, the, the, the whole Black Sox starting lineup, for crying out loud, all got the same treatment. They got thrown out of baseball because of the same thing. If you walk into any locker room in Major League Baseball, there's a sign up there about integrity of the game. And in that is gambling, not throwing games, not doing the things, not cheating. Not cheating. They're cheating. Yeah, they're cheating to win a World Series. And if, if, they're, if, they, if there's any substantial evidence that comes out to where, yeah, you know what? They're, they should be banned for life, in my opinion. Okay. They should get the Pete Rose treatment because unless, unless uh, I mean, did, did Pete Rose or Shoeless Joe get get any kind of a a, a double stand? All right, but a, let me ask kind you of this: extra kind of a thing in that. All I mean, right, but let me ask you this: they, they didn't have a choice to pay a fine. How do you feel? How did you feel when Phil and Joe Necro and those pitchers of that era were uh, still using Vaseline on the baseball and spitballs when they outlawed spitballs? They still did it. Yeah, there should have been a, a you know, more. There should have been remember, a more. Remember Joe Necro in the nail file? Yeah. <laughs> you know? The sandpaper. Yeah, that's, paper a, that's the embarrassing. The sandpaper in the glove. Yeah, that's remember a, that Mike stuff? Scott. Yeah, Mike, Mike, yeah, Scott. Mike Scott. Yep, the sandpaper in the glove. Yeah, uh, I mean, it's cheating. Nowadays, it's pine tar on your bill or your hat. And that's, you know, that's at a minor level. I mean, I'll be honest with you. It's still a, cheating, though. That's, but, that, but that's more a part of the game. This is flat out just <laughs> stealing signs. I mean, from video yeah. and all but this. But stealing signs has always been part of the game, too. But, but when you're, like, tapping the garbage cans, even the Yankees were complaining about this, yeah. and they didn't do anything uh, about it during the world, during, during the playoffs a couple years just, ago. And just, now it comes out they, to where the Red they Sox They took it to cheating. a new level is all they did. Exactly. <laughs> But everybody, I, I, is even the Tampa Bay Rays cheat. I don't care what you say. I don't think so. <laughs> everybody, every team cheats to a certain extent. Man, I, I shouldn't say this, but I was overhearing a conversation in the bullpen during spring training. I'm not going to mention the players' names, but me and my son were listening to the conversation, and they were talking about how to properly put the gel in the back of your hair and how to sneak it onto the ball. They were talking about it. <laughs> you know? uh, and I'm like, Dallas, are you listening to this? He's like, he's laughing. He's like, yeah, they're talking about how to cheat. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, they all do it, Dallas. They all do it. Unfortunately, well, it's just part of the game. That I agree with. That part of the game is. Uh, where guy, I mean, Clay, look at Clay Buckholtz. He mm-hmm. did it for years. Nobody <laughs> ever said anything about yeah. it. But that part of the game with, with the with the, Got a minute. with the sandpaper and the ball and all that kind of stuff, that's, that's always been a minor cheating part of the game that has yeah. always been there and always will be there. This kind of stuff can be avoided. That's yeah, why I, I say it. it's just a little different. It's, it's different. Well, it's, it's different. It's a different. The, di- aspect. the different is individual versus team cheating. Yes, exactly. The entire team. <laughs> but it, this is more like Patriots cheating. <laughs> right? Yeah. You know what I mean? Other yeah. than deflating the balls, yeah. you know, yeah. everybody does that. That's yeah. not really a big deal to me. Yeah. You know, Brad Johnson. It, it, did it's it. hard to come up with an alibi saying, "Well, I didn't really know my players but were doing that." But if you're looking at video, if you're videoing players that you're not supposed to and whatnot, that's a whole nother ball. All right, we'll make our NFL picks for the games this weekend tomorrow. Okay. Uh, yeah, and we'll talk about whatever else. For Bill Seward, I'm Larry Timko. If we don't see you in the future, we'll see you in the past. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.